0: And you're right. The men, the men do need to hear it, right? And the reason is, is because we haven't been viewed in the world, you know, as the people that can open up like that, you know, and that that can be honest. And I say honest. What I mean is even truthful, right? Is it so much we just kind of tend kind to of brush things aside, right? And we don't want to be viewed as weak. And the reality is, nothing can be further from the truth. If you show vul- vulnerability. I think it actually shows strength because listen, what we what we know right is is that we will get better if we learn and we don't do those mistakes again. I don't care about um, I don't care about being right or wrong at all. I mean, my wife would argue differently sometimes, okay, but
1: but, <laughs> that's, but, that's because,
0: <laughs> but because I, you know, sometimes this, that's true, but but the reality of it is as soon as we can get away from that and just realize that this is a journey and these are just steps it's in the journey, right? And there's just things that are going to happen and just acknowledge them and move on, Right. I, I think, you know, we as men, right, in particular, can benefit from that.
1: Welcome to Authentic Conversations. I'm your host, Ryan James Miller, and I believe the way to freedom, fulfillment, and success ultimately comes by living as the most authentic version of yourself. If you're ready to live the life you've dreamed of, you're in the right place. All right, what up everybody welcome to another episode of authentic conversations i am excited as you know we are full swing in a new season of the podcast uh, we've made some shifts really exciting shifts uh, at least in my mind because uh, in all of the um Uh, the desire that I've had to speak on and dig into this idea of authenticity uh, now more than ever, I feel like I'm getting there. And I feel like I'm getting there because we're having these conversations with men that are talking about things that are really real and yet aren't often talked about. And so today I get the opportunity to do that with Tom Avery. Uh, Tom and I, uh, as you hear so often, we're connected on LinkedIn through mutual friends. Uh, Tom works in the benefits world, which I'm sure we'll touch on at some point today. Uh, But when I went out into the LinkedIn world and said, hey, raise your hand if you'd love to come in and have a conversation on manhood, Tom was one of the first ones to do that. And so with that, Tom, welcome. I'm excited to have the conversation.
0: Same here. Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: <laughs> okay. So uh, before I get into my first uh, actual question, uh, I'll preface with, so why don't you tell everybody just uh, a little bit about yourself uh, personally, professionally, kind of uh, where you're at in the world right now?
0: Yeah. So, um, up. so I think the first thing to start with is, is that I uh, married my best friend almost 30 years ago. So, Um, that's awesome and amazing. And she's put up with me for that long and, and, um, have two lovely women in my life. I don't say, you know, they're, they're now 19 and 24 year, 24 years old and very proud of them and their accomplishments and their journey in life. And, um, still blessed at both my my parents alive, um, but they're struggling a little bit. So that's, you know, um, it's, it's great that I'm close to them still, meaning that they're five minutes away from my house so I could spend time with them. That's very important. Um, and then in business, uh, been 16 years running a benefits agency. Yeah, outside of Northern California, and then also uh, started about oh, 18 months ago a software company for specifically the insurance space. So running kind of two different uh, entrepreneurial kind of adventures. So that's it oh, in kind of a so nutshell.
1: Now, doesn't sound like you're uh, you you ever have too much time, extra time on your hands, even with just those
0: responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> well. I don't, you know what, I don't tend to overcomplicate my schedule. So I'll, 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 I'll leave it at that. I always have prided myself in trying to not, you know, make it too, too crazy. No, it's good. I, was, that's good. I, I always think, I always think if it's too crazy, I, I kind of question what am I, you know, <laughs> what am I, what am I, what am I, what am I doing to it? But, you know, that's, that's another subject, another time.
1: So so I'm interested um <clears throat> before I get to now the question that I've replaced my first question with uh, so what what's <laughs> what's fun like uh you I mean obviously yeah. you know being married for almost 30 years I'm sure you spend a lot of time with your wife and daughters and family and then business yeah. but what what's hobby what what's entertainment outside of
0: that for you Um first and foremost is spending time with my wife and I know that 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 sounds um you know a little i mean but she's my best friend so you know we spend a lot of time together and that's really important to both of us um i love to cook so i spend a lot of time cooking um is that why she loves you well she'll tell you that (laughs) (laughs) um she'll tell you that that's the reason why she married me um but Um, But I I enjoy the social aspect of cooking. I enjoy kind of the, you know, what comes with that, you know, from start to finish and all those things in between, Um, you know, and then I I just, you know, enjoy exercise, whatever that, whatever that is on the given day. So, and I say that, but, you know, walking, golfing. You know that kind of thing, the only other thing that I said I'd like to get back into my life is is that way back when I used to ride horses competitively and so I'd like to bring that back at some point into my life as another hobby to um, get back and do some of those kind of things We're, you know animal people through and through and so you know we'll see where that journey is it's kind of a um you know, one of those things that you, you know—it's not like uh, getting a goldfish, you know, <laughs> getting a horse, So, and I—I'm not saying; I'm just saying, you know, it's—it's it's, uh, not not just a simple, simple thing. But so those—that's okay, so some uh, of the things.
1: Uh, now, I'm now I'm interested. So, mm-hmm. competitive and horses. So, like you were a cowboy. Like what 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 were you doing?
0: So, three-day eventing. It's actually an Olympic sport. And so it, it's kind of like a triathlon a triathlon on horseback. So um, you could Google it and find out all kinds of stuff. But I'll, I'll, what I will say is, is it's. I'm glad I did it as a young person because I felt invincible. Because now I look at that and I just realize how stupid it is. I mean, in that, um, <laughs> that what I mean by that is, is like you know, it's just really dangerous. You got you got a horse that's running. 20 miles per hour that's 1,500 pounds, and you're jumping over fences that are four feet tall and don't move when you run into them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, it's just amazing that, you know, I mean, and, you know, we're all, we're all, you know, seasoned and professional with it, but still, you know, it's very, doesn't take much for something to happen that could be yeah you know quite quite traumatic and you're the small part of that you know that equation <laughs> meaning from the size perspective right so you gotta you gotta be very skilled and those kind of things so but watch yeah. the olympics it's been on the olympics it's been quite it's been quite fun
1: now you just know what kind of man tom is already <clears throat> that, that's all we <laughs> needed to hear okay so you you used a word uh, in talking about your wife and you said, my wife is my best friend. And I, I love that. Uh, I-, I resonate with that so deeply. i, I um, yeah. My wife and I were actually best friends before we even um, were um, uh, uh attracted to each other romantically outside of that. Um, so w- what is that, first of all, what does that mean to you and how have you continued to uh, develop that relationship over time? Um, actually I have another sure. question. I'll wait, I'll wait for that later. But so like, so how, how have you, how have you worked that out over the years? Cause it's a long time.
0: Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's, It's always a challenge. And so, and I, and I mean that, you know, everybody, everybody faces the challenge The the thing I would say that's a little bit different is you just have to, at some point go back and say, listen, we may have our differences, but we have so much that we're, that we have commonality with, Mm -hmm. you know, and, And really what it comes down to is we're just very aligned, you know, in, in lots of different ways. And I'll just classify it as ethically and morally, you know, those we are very much in alignment. And because of that, it's very easy for us, even if we have our differences, to then go back to some kind of common core, right? So the thing is, is that, you know, we... You know, and I know it. I know it's it's a simple thing to say, but make sure that you find your spouse's love language and give them what they're looking for, right? And and don't don't necessarily demand anything in, uh, reciprocally, which is always difficult, right? But but the reality of it is is just give. You know, somebody a long time ago uh, said to me, says, you know, as a man. We, we should be here to serve, right, serve our family, and that resonated with me, and at the time, I would say I was very, I was being very selfish, I did, not intentionally, but I was just not really focusing on that word, or what it meant to my family, or what, what have you, and and it's changed things for me, in in a very positive way, and I think that, you know, As a man, right, in a a relationship, and especially to your kids, especially when you have girls, I would say, okay, is that, you know, being that father figure and giving to them the way that they want to be, the way they're receptive to it is really important, okay, because I was raised not in a bad environment, and there's plenty of fatherhood examples out there where You know, the father is an authoritative figure and all those kind of things that go along with that. And I wasn't in that situation. Okay, I was blessed that I wasn't. But the reality of it is, is like, you know, today you can't, you know, being firm with 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 people. They don't necessarily, you know, they want to be they want to be an equal. They want to be an equal playing ground now, you know, as much as possible. Right. But as a parent, you have to be the parent. right? Right. All the time. Right. So it's a fine line, but you don't have to be disrespectful. And I think that that's the thing is that, you know, in the in, you know, I'd say one of the things I've learned over the years is that there's a way to communicate and not be disrespectful and get your point across and not be authoritative and and break down those barriers of, you know, what a traditional father had been 100 years ago. Mm. Right. And what they are now, because they are different.
1: Yeah. Well, and you touch on something that, um, you know, immediately came to my mind when you talked about the fact that you have, you know, two daughters, 24 and 19. I have two daughters that are 19 and 12. And so this has very much been on my mind for years. You know, wise people will tell us that, you know, as we raise our daughters, we're modeling marriage. To the, to the best of our ability for those daughters that will one day get married. So just modeling the relationship. But then on top of that, you know, we are trying to demonstrate to our daughters the type of man that they should desire to marry, right? That is Correct. going to treat their spouse well, that's going to be respectful, that's going to be a firm hand to their children, but at the same time, that's going to be loving and gracious. And so how, how have you been able to do that with, I mean, having daughters is, uh, it's been the greatest blessing in my life. I I wouldn't change it for anything. And yet it is stinking difficult. And especially, (laughs) you know, the younger years are challenging just because they're little and they don't get it. Uh, later on in (laughs) life though, a lot of times they really think they get it even when they don't. Right. So there's just, there's a lot of challenge there. So how have you, how have you modeled that And maybe even how have you learned to model that in such a way that you feel confident in where they're going in life?
0: Yeah, I, so, you know, the way I've, you know, listen, I've been introspective on this issue for a lot of years and, and, and I always just kind of go back to one thing and that's like, be a parent first, you know, I just don't, I think that's where we get off the rails, right? I'm not their friend. Mm. I am their parent, right? So, so the reality of it is, is that I think that's the key thing that I would like to share with people is it's just, you know, be their parent. And that means having a tough conversation sometimes. That also means putting your arm around them and say that you love them mm. and mean it, Right. And then don't be the jerk or the whatever, you know, when something goes awry. And I've learned that from my wife. My wife, I mean, she just, you know, like, I'll just use a kind of a silly example, but I remember one point my daughter, when she was first learning, my oldest daughter, when she was first learning to drive, like, within the first few days, she backed the car into, you know, <laughs> something and, you know, got a dent in the car. And I'm like, you know, I'm doing the, craziness, right? And by the way, they're called accidents, right? They're called accidents. <laughs> so, so luckily, I say luckily, it was my wife and I that were together when we found out about the accident, right? And and I'm like, you know, and I'm going off the rails and she's like, it's an accident. And I'm like, yeah. and so then, you know, she had to say that to me like eight times because I'm a slow learner. But 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 right but, but the reality of it is is that's like it's like come on right so listen you can say like the good news in her case was kind of little before like phones and all the distraction that goes along with driving a car now so it wasn't that she was being silly or foolish right mm-hmm. but the reality of it is it's like she felt guilty I we didn't need to get on her on it you know she didn't need to be punished for it. Now, if it happened again and again and again, that's a different story. Right. But you got to give people grace. You got to give people grace and, and not repeated. Right. But, you know, cause that, then that turns into a problem. And I think that's where parenting comes in. Right. Mm-hmm. The issue isn't that you were lax or hard on one issue. It's that you're not consistent. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. My kids have been awesome. And, I always say, you know, we screwed them up by the time they were three or four years old and we didn't do anything and try to keep them on the rails for the rest of their you know, time with us. Right. And the reality of it is that's kind of where I think our role is in some ways. It's just like we're bump. We're, we're like, um, you know, we're like buffers on both sides that make sure that when something happens that we're out there going, Whoa, whoa, whoa come back, come back, come back, come back, come back. Right. And and that's really our role you know mm. it's education it's you know providing compassion and love and all those kind of things that go along with it but keeping them on the rails as much as you can Yeah. you know and so my kids have turned out great and i just say in spite of myself or in spite of ourselves <laughs> you know because they are they you know yeah. You we know, don't no, deserve I mean, the credit. We don't.
1: <laughs> I think that's, I think that's so, that's so wise. And it, there was something in there that you said that just kind of reminded me of, you know, uh, when I, I served as a pastor for about eight and a half years. And so counseled a lot of young couples, especially challenged yeah. with their own children. And then even just, you know, sure. through friends. And, you know, one of the things I've said to so many people is, you know, we can be the greatest parents in the entire world and raise hitler jr or we could be the worst parents in the entire world and raise an absolute angel i said so yep. that's the grace given to us in parenting and so then i i believe because of that then all we need to do is do everything we can to pour out every bit of our best into them you know and just trusting that it's our best and we can't control the outcome you know we don't you know, whether it's an accident because they made a dumb decision um, or or it was just an absolute accident, or they really make a, a truly horrible decision. If we've given them to the best of our ability, every tool that's available, then yeah. we can't ask any more of ourselves. And I do feel like um, as parents, and I, I have seen this Maybe more so in dads over, over the years is they, as the dads get older, I think when they're younger, they, I see the mistake is a lot of times they kind of check out of, of, of the parenting mm-hmm. responsibility, but I feel mm-hmm. like as they get older, they start to bear a lot more of the guilt of the issues that children have along the way and it's just so heartbreaking to me because both sides are in such great error you know like you need to be involved all the time which is you know the early mistake and then later yeah. on like yes you made mistakes but we all do and and you can't bear the weight of everything that your children do um because that's just not the reality you know
0: yeah yeah i mean that that's 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 really well that's really well said i mean you know i just like you're gonna give your kids grace, give yourself grace, mm-hmm. and so if if you made an error then then acknowledge it mm-hmm. and then give yourself a little bit of grace and then move on and now listen, it's so much easier said than done <laughs> but the but the but the real- but the reality of it is is like listen, your kids and your wife and those around you that are that're relying on you. They really, they really want you to give yourself grace. Remember, it, it's, people do want, right? Um, you to move on. You're playing a critical role in their lives, right? And so, listen, you you harping on what's happened before. If they've if they've moved on, then why aren't you moving on? See yep. that, and and that's the thing. And and you know, it, it's it's so hard to do. Okay. And, and, but what I would say is, listen, if it's a repeatable problem, then that, then treat it as a repeatable problem. If it's a one-time thing or a two-time thing, then call it what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And just learn, move on and enjoy, and then go back and try to enjoy and love, and love people. Right. To the best of your ability. That's um, good, because it's, you know, we're only here for however many hours or days or weeks or months. Right. Yeah. Um, so let's, 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 uh, appreciate what we can offer people.
1: Okay. So I I'm interested in, mm-hmm. you know, near 30 years of marriage, uh, 24 uh, plus years of parenting, uh you i'm sure have run into many of your own roadblocks along the way whether that's in those roles um or outside of that and so what has your support structure looked like what does community look like for you do you have other guys around you uh that support you in those things like where, where do you go for that
0: um so you know that that's probably one thing that you know is is a work in progress for me and and it's always been um to a certain degree but let me explain it a little bit so you know one of the things that i think as parents i mean my wife and i we we were very internally focused with our family for a lot of years Mm -hmm. and to the benefit of that of our Mm -hmm. of our of our family right meaning you know, soccer games and soccer games and soccer games, and you know, all this <laughs> stuff, right? And, you know, in, in sometimes we lost track of, you know, that external, I'll call it network that you might need um, to be able to continue to also, you know, feed, you know, your own, I would say, you know, um, improvement. Maybe it's good work. So, but one thing that I, the one thing that I have had that's pretty consistent is, well, I was lucky enough when I was in college that I joined a fraternity. Okay, and I we have, I mean, an amazing group of men that are still together. Um, there's usually we get together multiple times over the years. I see them regularly, and we do annual kind of things that are focused around some of the the, um, the beliefs of, of the fraternity, which are very consistent with what you might, you know, expect. And I've been able to really rely on those relationships. And, you know, that's been very, very, very important. So, and, and I would say it's unique. Literally about 60 of us that are still incredibly wow. close. Like, you know, we see each other like... I see at least one of my brothers from the fraternity at least once a week in various, for various reasons, you know, social, doing charity, doing what, what, whatever that is. Right. I'm just, you know, and it's, you know, it's awesome. And I just happen to be, I still live in close to the town where I graduated from college and the irony of it is, and not everybody's in this situation that, 60% Sixty percent of all graduates from my from my university still reside basically in the same area. Okay, wow. so there's a lot of us that are still just here local, and mm-hmm. that's just a dynamic that's that's happened related to our to our uh, my university. But you know, so that's that kind of plays plays into it some.
1: And are you? <clears throat> type of person that is, is comfortable, you know, picking up the phone and, uh, you know, and calling one of those guys and saying, Hey, I just had a meltdown. Hey, I just did this, this and this, and I'm really struggling and I need your input. Or is it more of your hanging out with these guys and maybe things come up?
0: Yeah, more of the latter, um, more of the latter in, in, you know, I would say that part of the reason is for that, at least for me is that remember i And I would say, I don't, I hope I'm not unique in this regard. Okay. But, you know, I married my best friend. So, you know, I go there first. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that's the thing that's maybe a little unique Mm -hmm. for me. Right. But I do think it's something, you know, I need to expand some of my male relationships also to include some other people too. And I think that, You know, I recognize that now as I'm getting, you know, I'm 55 years old and I realize that I probably do need to spend a little bit more time there. But but let me also say the other things. I'm 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 blessed. I've got like what I had didn't mention is I've got four really, really good guy friends from high school that we still spend a ton of time together with. And they are probably even my closer friends. Right. And I do a little bit more of that with them than any, than maybe the rest. Um, but you know, the other, the other side of it is, is, you know, I've been blessed that I haven't really gone into a lot of, that, um, you know, areas where I've necessarily needed a lot of that in my life, you know, and for various reasons, you know, um, but you know, we struggle, we, we all struggle, right. And, yeah. um, in the past I'd kind of keep it probably a little too close to my vest, and I need to, I need to open up more, you know, there's no yeah. question. And and that's definitely an area of focus to move forward in this journey of life. Right.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I, and, and I think while, um, you know, your, your relationship with your wife is, I think is very out of the norm. Many people may say that they have a <laughs> similar one, but most don't. Right. Um, yeah. I would also say that having sustained relationships that have been, you know, as close as they are is somewhat out of the norm, especially I think for guys, um, uh, more so. Yeah. Um, but I think what's typical and something that you bring up, you know, like, so for me, um, there are, there's a small group of guys, uh, two of which I've been friends with since we were uh, three. Uh, one was three years old, and I'm 43 now. Uh, and the other one, we became friends when I was yeah. about seven. And those are the two longest ones. And what was interesting was, uh, so I went through a period of life where um, I, my, my wife and I were nearing divorce, and they were there, and, and this is not a fault of theirs at all, but they were more observant in a lot of it and, 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 and me to them, you know, they were uh, throwing pieces yeah. of their life away and, you know, and making big mistakes yeah. and, and all through the years that that's kind of continued. Like we've we're, we're extremely tight, like literally would die for each other. No question about it. And there's been a couple of other guys that have come along like that, but it wasn't until the last couple of years. And actually for, for us, the tightest group of us, uh, we all experienced a a really significant tragedy together. And it was after that, like when we were all brokenhearted together was when we finally started to open up. And so for the last four years now, we're actually intentionally, Hey, let's go grab dinner. And when we sit down at dinner, it's what's really going on you know how is this area how's the relationship how's your marriage how is you know what are you struggling yeah. with like how's right. your health and it's it's it, it's kind of weird because it feels foreign and w- which mm. is so ironic considering the fact that, you know, I've known them for so long, but I think when you get into those rhythms of comfort yeah. and not even bad, but just rhythms of comfort, it, it, it prevents those deeper conversations at times. And so here we are with all of these really yeah. close relationships that we're not utilizing to be the best that we can be. And we end yeah. up in some ways really lonely when it comes to the darkest moments of our lives.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and that, and that's for sure, right? And, and in fact, it's worse than that, I would say, even because then, then when it's the darkest point in your lives, then there comes the whole embarrassment when it comes out, and then yep. you, then people get shunned or they feel like they're shunned, and and it may not be really that; it's just like the recipient. Let's just say it's you know a, you know one of your best friends you the guy that you've been around for you know it, it's since three years old right I mean they just don't know what to say they don't know how to act they don't know what their role is right they don't know what you want and they also don't know how to start the conversation right they don't say they don't they don't go and say hey listen um I don't know given the events of the other day, I don't know if you want to talk about it. I don't know if you, you know, if, if you need my support, I don't know what, I don't know what it is. And, and, but I, but I want to let you know that I feel like it's awkward. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't want it to be awkward, but I don't, I also don't know what to say. Yep. So let's, you know, if you want to talk about that, let's talk about that. Right. Yep. And, and, and remember, you don't have to necessarily be vulnerable to have that conversation. You just have to be honest. Mm-hmm. And listen, I think most people want to be honest. They just don't know how to communicate it in such a way it doesn't open them up in some kind of weird way, right? But if you have that conversation, it's like, listen, I just don't know what to do, right? no harm in it. They could say, well, listen, you're fine. Don't worry about it. And they don't want you in, right? Okay, that's fine. Um, but, but conversely, maybe they do want you in and it was odd for them too. And they're glad that you said something,
1: right? I mean, that, that is, that is (laughs) what you just said there is so wise and something that Mm -hmm. so many people, but especially again, because, you know, this is what I'm really trying to focus on. Like the men listening need to Mm -hmm. hear is like, that's just, that that's so powerful. So powerful.
0: Yeah. And, and you're right. The men, the men do need to hear it. Right. And the reason is, is because we haven't been viewed in the world, you know, as the people that can open up like that, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that can be honest. And I say honest, what I mean is even truthful, right? Is it so much, we just kind of tend to brush things aside. Right. And we don't want to be viewed as weak. And the reality is nothing can be further from the truth. If you show vul- vulnerability, I think it actually shows strength because listen, what we, what we know, right. Is, is that we will get better if we learn and we don't do those mistakes again. Hmm. I don't care about, Hmm. um, I don't care about being right or wrong at all. I mean, my wife would argue differently. Let's ask her. (laughs) But because I, you know, sometimes that's that's true. But but the reality of it is, as soon as we can get away from that and just realize that this is a journey, mm-hmm. and these are just steps it in the journey, right? And that mm-hmm. There's just things that are going to happen, and just acknowledge them and move on, right? I I think you know we as men, right, in particular, can benefit from that. Yeah, you know. For sure. Yeah. And remember, you, that, let me let me mention the other thing is it's like yeah, listen, go ahead. Remember, remember, you have to listen. You have to listen more than you have to talk. And so, and so listen. If you're having friction with a loved one, whether or not it's your, whether or not it's your your spouse, significant other, kids, or whatever, listen. Mm. Listen. Listen, I, and it, I'm, I'm saying that partly so that I actually will listen to myself, okay? I'm, I'm actually speaking to myself in some ways, right? Okay? But, but that's the truth, right? Remember, friction or frustration or whatever comes from, right, some form of miscommunication, typically, right? So listen and find out what the hell's really going on. And then remember, don't die in the damn hell unless you die in the damn hell. Listen time it's all about compromise just and listen you don't have to give in you don't have to be like you know i'm not suggesting you just roll over right Mm -hmm. but have good relationships if you want good relationships have
1: them that's so good it
0: requires communication
1: that's so good
0: right
1: That was like the that that last couple of minutes. People just need to keep rewinding that and listening to what you said over and over again. They well. need to listen, right?
0: Listen. <laughs> just listen. Now, I mean, it's it's easier said than done. Okay, it, and and you know, and I I've done you know part of the reason why I say this is because you know in the last few years, you know. Um, let, let me go, let me go back to go forward. If, if my wife's biggest frustration about some of our relationships has been that I've always been quick to show my frustration. Mm. Okay. You know, the reality of it is, is that where do we show our frustration the most is the ones we love the most. Right. So, you know, and now I recognize it, right. You know, 27 years. Now listen. I, I mean, I knew it was happening. But I finally decided, you know, that I it wasn't just going to, you know, it just had to stop. Right. Period. And and it's so much, you know, it's so much better than than um, than what it was. Right. Yeah. We just have to acknowledge our faults and move on and try That's not good. to repeat them.
1: So good. OK, well. <laughs> My first question was gonna the the question that was gonna be first is now gonna be last because I feel Are like you? you know you you painted a a, a really good picture for how you have fulfilled the roles of husband, of father, uh, which I believe are the two most important roles any man will play in life, um, if they're given the ability to to live in those roles. I'm not saying those are ultimate roles, but you know, if, if you're, <laughs> you're given right. the opportunity, yes. those are priorities before everything else. Um, sure. So my first question, now to be my last question for you, <laughs> and this is how we're going to land the plane. So <laughs> then how would you, in all the ways that you've lived your life for the 50 some odd years you've been around, all the years of marriage, fatherhood, so how would you then define what it means to be a man today?
0: Ooh. Um, hmm. So you're, you're asking me to land the plane without like, uh, you, you didn't give me any and there you can crash so. it if
1: you want i mean just I as crash said, it you're going it out is. with a bang
0: right here <laughs> <laughs> um you know i think i think it's i think it's really it's it's very unique and and i'm going to say something that's going to be it, it i you know we never had a we never had a playbook i had to be a father or a husband or anything kind of stuff you know or parent Okay. And I, I I believe, I believe that what we do though have is we do have our ethics and our, and our morals. And so I think that that's been lost in a lot of ways in the last cycle. Right. And I say cycle five, 10 years. I just think that we're seeing an eroding of our ethics and morals and how we react to things. And that's probably the biggest challenge that I think we as men have to kind of embrace and change, which is like, listen, it's not okay to commit adultery. It's not. And listen, I get why people do it and I understand it, but be respectful, right? Be respectful over the relationship. I'm using that as an analogy. Um, maybe because it's a little bit of a lightning rod and not everybody will agree with me and 50 percent of all people get divorced right and all those kind of things but listen get divorced first okay get divorced first if it's not working it's not working right but listen you have to be a role model to your kids especially and you've got to do that through your ethics and morals right and it's okay well, it's okay. I think it's okay if you decide that it's just not right and you want to move on. Fine. But do it the right way because our kids are relying on you. Everyone around you is relying on you to provide leadership in the way it's supposed to be, not necessarily the way you know some people believe it to be. And so I, I think that that's probably the hardest thing. Today is to be able to go out and just say, "Listen, I have ethic and moral conviction. These are the kind of things that they are, and and stick to them, right? And I'll say it. I mean, I you know, in our leadership, right, out there in in you know our, our political environment and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I just I look at that and it seems like this. It's an abyss that we we really. I don't know, you know, I just, I'm so disappointed in, in, in some of our men today, Mm -hmm. because we're not providing, you know, any real guidance to our, to our children and to our spouses and to our parents and all that kind of stuff. I just, you know, and it's disgusting to me, honestly, Um, but, but, but I also have a lot of hope and I have a lot of hope because, you know, conversations like this are starting to happen more often mm-hmm. that we we can become more vulnerable and it, we don't have to be v- viewed as weak. In fact, we think it's strength. It, it can be strength. And we can do that through our convictions. So uh, the last thing I'll say, though, is just don't, don't misrepresent or misunderstand what I'm saying about ethics and morals. Do not impose your own in ethics and morals on someone else. Just provide guidance or leadership or fatherhood or whatever it is to the people around you and they'll, they'll join you. Right. But don't, 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 don't impose yours on someone else, which is very difficult to do, especially if you have conviction, but that's also what's happening today is everybody's trying to impose their own will on someone else. And it just doesn't work. Right. Um, yeah.
1: So, That's good. And I mean, I think it goes back to even when you were talking about arguments earlier, you know, there, there are certain things that we should choose to die on a hill for. I do believe that with all my heart, but you better be very, very particular about what those are. You better, you better be very convicted in what those are. And outside of that, you're right. I mean, we model the right behavior, the right leadership, the right moral, the right ethic, and people will follow when they see that we're doing it for the right reasons. So I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I think that's great. And uh your your yours was a small lightning strike. I could have blown it all up, but I want I don't want to absolutely ruin people's um uh, heart at this point. I'll, I'll save that for another day. So with yeah. that, I mean Tom, I, I appreciate it. You know, again, you know, we're not trying to necessarily solve the world's problems in one conversation and throughout this season of talking to different men, you know, everybody's in a slightly different context you know there's going to be yeah. a husband and father that has a very different experience than you do and obviously this plays into the business world that you lead and live in and we didn't talk about that and that's important but what i love here is is there was this common thread and i believe that it started with where we started right away was was you talking about your relationship with your wife and i feel like when you have the respect that you do for your wife again it doesn't always look perfect but when you have the respect that you do when you see her the way you do that resonates not just with your children though that is so important but to everything and everybody else. And so I have a lot of respect for that. I appreciate the fact that, I mean, this is the first time that you and I've had a conversation longer than five minutes. And I just, (laughs) I have a lot of respect for you and appreciate what you have, you know, um, accomplished to this point. And, and, and then the fact too, that you said that you're striving for so much more. So thanks for sharing today. Just so, so appreciate the time and your commitment to doing what you can to, to model what it means to be a man. So thank you.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. Appreciate I appreciate the, the the time too. And it was it was fun. Happy to do any time. Awesome. <clears throat> All right, guys. Well,
1: That wraps up another episode of Authentic Conversations. Uh, As always, I'll make sure to put some contact information to Tom in the show notes. If you wanna reach out to him, you got a question, thought, concern, uh, whether it's on how to be a man, husband, a father, maybe you wanna do business with him, go ahead, reach out to him. I'm sure he'll be uh, welcoming to to your outreach. You know where to find me. And as always, I wanna remind you to be you, be happy, be authentic. Take care guys, talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Authentic Conversations. If you are ready to live the life you've dreamed of, I'm here to help. Head to ryanjamesmiller.com slash podcast to begin your journey. And if this episode impacted you in any way, pay it forward by sharing it with someone you know. I'm Ryan James Miller, and I'll see you next time on Authentic Conversations.